Hi there, my name's Adam Parr. I'm the podcast host, the Parr City Podcast. In this podcast, you'll be listening to me connect with people from different walks of life, from the military to people in the music industry to people in the self-help industry and many other areas of life. In this podcast, I'll be talking about topics from self-help, mental health, motivation, spirituality, mindset, society, current affairs, and much, much more. If you enjoy this podcast, please subscribe, share, and let me know your feedback. My main intention on this podcast is to have a positive impact. For you, the the listener, to take something positive from it, to apply something positive into your life from this. Now, with without further ado, let's get into this podcast and enjoy. Hi, and welcome to Parsi's podcast. On this episode, I'm joined with Sam Davis. Sam Davis helps individuals to rise to the next level. He helps them to work on their nutrition, their fitness, their mindset, and their health and well-being. In this podcast, we talk about motivation, mindset, energy, and much more. Sam Davis was also featured on T with Gary V, where he talked about his upbringing and his life. I hope you enjoy this episode and take value from it, because I had a really great time talking to Sam And I think there's a lot of value and good content in this episode for you to draw from. Now, sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode. Tuning in, trying to find out how to win. Go along and tell a friend. Marathon, you know the game. Keep on running, never end. Getting better, make a man. Adam got it, Adam got it, Adam got it, Adam got it. Positivity. Sam, it's uh, it's great to have you on the podcast today. How are you? How are you? I'm doing good. How are you, Adam? Doing good, good. Yeah, I'm very well, thank you. It's um, it's great to have you on. And I just thought I'd introduce you and basically start off by kind of talking about you know like personal development and how you kind of uh got into personal development and you know what you do because i see like mm-hmm. on your website we were saying just a minute ago you kind of like you know into coaching people you know about um mental health and you know their diets nutrition and so forth mm-hmm. um I, I it's something that really has intrigued me um one growing up i was very limited yeah. in the knowledge that i could have um, so I want to make what's kind of made me get interested in trying to share more with individuals about whether it's the nutrition or how to use their bodies. It's, it's because I know knowledge is so important and I want to make sure that other people, they have that knowledge accessible to them. Um, and, and, an uncloudy type of way, something very simple, very easy for them to understand or to use. Yeah. Yeah, no, I totally agree. And I think like it's so good to be, to be able to have that kind of knowledge to kind of apply it to your life, isn't it? And to kind of learn about, you know, how your body works and you know, your mindset and, you know, these kind of things. Because I think like, especially now, you know, what's been happening in the world, mm-hmm. you know, people need to look after their well-being, you know, in all mm-hmm. kind of areas because it's all kind of interlinked, isn't it, really? Yeah, it it. I, I, I'm actually very amazed as I continue to study the human body and how, you know, our body and our minds are interconnected, um, you, just in a physiological, you know, when I, when I was studying for a medical assistant, I learned about anatomy and physiology, physiology, the way your anatomy interacts with your psychology. And it's just so interconnected. And, you know, like you said, now there's, it's, it's definitely a trying time for a lot of people, especially, you know, like I know people who are very extroverted individuals 
to have to be in isolation. It's definitely, it's definitely posed a different challenge for them. So keeping, you know, not just our physical health, our mental health and learning little tips and little things and sharing that kind of stuff is really important, I think, for most people. Yeah. Just for everybody. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. I think like, you know, there's a lot of people in different situations where, you know, they're being challenged, you know, mentally and, you know, how how they how they're feeling based on say, you know, their job situation, their you know, family situation, you know, where they're living. There's lots of kind of layers to it, isn't there? And I think like it like you said, it's it's important to be, you know, kind of applying that that right knowledge um to your life where you can you know, grow and look after yourself because I think, like, you know, if, if there's stress, then that's going to leak into other areas, which are mm-hmm. going to make you feel run down, probably more anxious. Um, you know, people might feel more susceptible to eating like junk food and things like this, which kind of all, you know, or drinking more, you know, more alcohol as well. Mm-hmm. Definitely, um, and on and honestly, something I've learned is, you know, one though they're like coping mechanisms which everybody needs to have a coping mechanism um and something that i've I've learned more recently this year is how interlinked again going back to our body how it is how interlinked it is with with our mind so if we're not Mm -hmm. taking care of our body we're not taking care of our gut we're abusing it well it's going to pour right back into our our into into the way we Mm -hmm. feel you know, whether we're eating junk food, well, you know, it kind of starts a cycle, you know, and it's so easy. And myself, I've experienced COVID definitely yeah. had an effect on me, been difficult. Um, and I, and I've seen, you know, I've like, I stopped complete like self-care for three or four weeks and mm-hmm. last month, just because you get, you know, you get to a certain point where you can only take so much self-isolation. You can only take so much of all this craziness and, it's it's finding that little reset that little window and then hitting the reset button and actually taking the action to do that which i found for me has helped tremendously with my mental health and my physical well-being as well yeah no definitely and i think like you said it's it's like you said it's that perspective isn't it and that self-awareness that kind of come into play that ultimately like you know the kind of the magnifying glass on you know on ourselves looking at you know how things are going how how mm-hmm. things are going through us and i think like you know whether that's how you feel you know the thoughts that you're thinking and just kind of keeping track isn't it you know what how you are and where you're at and i i know that you know throughout this period you can get into like you know probably bad habits you know you might be sleeping in more you might be drinking mm-hmm. or eating certain things and and i i found out myself you know i was drinking you know not not loads but i you know drinking like you know, a few days in a row you know having a beer and things like that and i was like, i don't really need this you know you kind of notice that pattern where you you're just doing it and mm-hmm. then it's like well i feel like xyz so i'm gonna not do that and just have you know drink the weekend or something like that and you you notice the benefits and i think like it's it's one of those times where you know people might be out of work and they might think you know what else do i do um you know looking at the things that they can't control and do you do you think it's like important to you know look at the things that you you know you can control and have that kind of perspective on things like absolutely i believe um there's something that i was working that i'm still working on um about about control you know and like like we don't have control over anybody else or anything else other than ourselves the moment that we try and take that step into controlling somebody else's opinion, someone else's view on something, someone else's actions. The second that they don't want to fall in line with it, then all of a sudden we're the ones being affected negatively and hurt by it because we have these expectations that we set that are not being fulfilled. So it's definitely mm-hmm. something that I like, and, and like you mentioned, like with the drinking and, and, or like eating bad food or falling out of exercise routine. Um, that's something that I found myself, you know, it gets the lines get blurry with your schedule, with your activities, you know, now, especially since there's a lot of people don't have that set schedule that they had, get up at this time, go to school or, or go to work. A lot of people are working from home now. It's, it's actually 
I found for myself sitting down writing what is any like what there is no exception to me doing in a day or on mm. specific days of the week and so like working out it was an issue for me um now I've gotten to a point where I'm working out three or four days a week because on certain days there's no there's no reason I should not work out and mm. you have to set those those standards because that's fully in your control of what you can do Hmm. Yeah, no, I totally agree with you. And I think, like you said, it's that, you know, uh, setting that kind of note that you're going to work out. And, you know, like you said, some days there's no excuse. And I think when you get into that routine of doing it, like, I think, like you said, anything that you start doing that's new is, you know, can be difficult. And, you know, especially working out if people, you know, haven't worked out for a while, or if they're new to it, you know, it is difficult, isn't it? You know, wh whatever workout you do, whether that's running or lifting weights or, mm -hmm. you know, press-ups. And I think once you kind of go through those barriers and go through those motions, you kind of just, you, you know, I, I do it throughout the week as well. And you just kind of, kind of get into the flow of doing it. But those initial first steps are like really hard. And I, I think you benefit from, you know, doing that in the long run mm -hmm. over time. Yeah, de definitely. And so if I was listening to an audiobook, I've definitely learned that I'm a, not a book reader. I've tried that. I can't make it through multiple pages in a book. It's so hard, but I can do audiobooks. And that's mm. something that I've really learned to appreciate. Um, and there was one audiobook that I was listening to, and it was um, called Small Moves, Big Change, where she was talking about how to make, you know, habits you know new habits and like this is the best time really for us to make new habits because we have the time to make mm. those habits and you know it, it was really for me it really showed me you know our brains really try to run subconsciously and mm. a lot of times these bad behaviors or behaviors that we're not really that we don't want to keep manifesting we keep doing because it's already on a subconscious autopilot and the book was just helping to show that we can do the opposite, you know, and we can break those bad habits, but at the same time, we can make new habits to replace them. It's like a toddler. Mm. You can't just take what the toddler has and expect it not to cry. You mm. know, you have to swap out, you know, what the toddler has if he's playing with something he shouldn't or like a, a, like a glass figure or something and swap it out for another, something else that's beneficial yeah. for it that it likes. And it in a, in a child is going to stay happy. And that's the same way our brains work. It's like mm -hmm. you, you can't just try and break a habit and leave that void without filling that void with something good or something mm -hmm. that you want to do. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I totally agree. I think that's a really good point. I think like, like you said, I've, I've seen that when I've worked in restaurants and hotels in the past and people, you know, got their kid and they'll give their kid, can I use for example, they'll give the kid like, I don't know, like the, they'll give the kid the phone and then they then take the phone away and the kid's kicking off and crying. And it's like, you've just kind of opened up the, the hornet's nest, giving them the phone mm -hmm. because they're just, you know, they become addicted. And then if you try giving them a book, you know, they're like, I don't want to read the book. I want to play Sonic or whatever on the phone. And yeah. like, it's, it's just that replacement, isn't it? For something else and noticing the benefits, you know, from that. And I, I, I did that with, uh, you know, video games. I used to play video games quite a bit. And I just kind of stopped doing it during the week. And then, you know, just do it a bit of the weekend. And I think when you, when, sometimes when you do that, I mean, for me, you appreciate it more. Mm -hmm. And you don't lose that momentum in between. Exactly. I think it's partially because you, you've per, you're already started the process of subconsciously telling yourself it's only allowed on certain days. It's like when you're hungry, it's like a person that eats all day and then just, just to eat. And then a person who eats at their allotted meal times and maybe their snacks, they tend to appreciate mm. that more because they're looking forward to it. They've already, you know, we're, we're at pain versus reward. That's the way we're, we're mm. wired. Mm. And we're either, if we're not getting pain, we want reward. So if we're able to say, I'm going to endure this pain of not eating this snack or this or picking at my lunch right now, because mm. I want to enjoy it all at one shot later, 
if we feel like that reward is worth it, then we're going to go ahead and endure that little bit of pain of not eating at that second or mm. a little earlier. Mm. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. And I think like a lot of people, you know, in that loop, aren't they? And like, how, how would you, what would you kind of like recommend or suggest, you know, for people who are kind of in that kind of that loop of you know, that cycle of, of doing that, you know, like probably eating unhealthily, you know, when they probably shouldn't be, you know, these kind of bad habits, how would you kind of like say that, or like, how would you recommend that they address them? Like what, what's, what's, what would you say that is a good approach to it? Don't, I, I would say don't try and change all of them in one shot. Mm. Yeah, because we have a finite amount of willpower. It's almost like energy. Willpower is almost like energy. Um, you know, you sleep X amount of time, you, you can only run so many hours on so much sleep. It's the same thing with our willpower. So the more things you try and change at one shot, the more thin you're spreading yourself or the willpower that you have across those different things, which means that it's going to start like a domino toppling down. So I would suggest changing or making a list of two things maybe that you want to change and then stick to that for anywhere from four to eight weeks. Um, and I, one thing that that book taught me of small move um, big change was to identify patterns in your life that help synchronize what goals that you want to do. So for mm. instance, um, for me, when I walk in, I know like I wanted to work out three days a week. I hadn't coming off of the stint of not working out or working out like one day a week randomly um, for four, four to six weeks, I wanted to do three or four weeks consistently. And the book said, find something that you do every day on the day that you want to whatever goal or habit you're trying to create and link it mentally to that. So for me, it was as soon as I put my keys down when I got in from work, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, that meant I had to go automatically and get changed. No ands, ifs, or buts get, get changed from my workout. Hmm. I've started it. The first two weeks was kind of difficult. I've now I'm, I'm on week four. This week was so subconscious for me at this point where it's like, I'm not even like, and ifing or budding. And it's like, if I knew like I was going to wait for one of my buddies to do a workout with him over um, Insta uh, video chat, I knew that. I was going to break my habit if I went in earlier. Like if I went in, into my house without him being ready. So I, di I didn't even go into the house yet. So it's just finding that one or two things and then trying to cue them up with something else that's going to remind you subconsciously to go ahead and do that action you want to do positive. Mm. Yeah, no, that's it. And I think like it's those kind of little cues, isn't it? You know, like you said, you know, the keys or, you know, putting – some people said to me as well, you know, put your gym stuff in your car or take it with you so it's already there. So you haven't kind mm -hmm. of got an excuse to go in the house and sit down or X, Y, Z because you, you've kind of done it already. And it's like, mm -hmm. and like you said, I think that's a really good point you mentioned um, to kind of start kind of small, you know, don't have, you know, a lot of a big long list where, you know, to do everything all at once. And mm -hmm. I, I've definitely, I think, kind of learned that with goal setting, you know, like I'll write down a long list of things. And when you look at it, you're like, I'm going to do all this. <laughs> and then, and then you're like, okay, then you end up doing like two of them or, or like one. And mm -hmm. then, but like I said, I, that's something, you know, that's kind of like an ongoing process, you know, that I'm working on as well. And I think like, it's interesting, isn't it? How we can kind of do that. We can kind of, put a lot of expectations on ourselves and pressure on ourselves to do you know xyz amount of things but like like you said it's just those small kind of things where you might just pick three things to do and then when yeah. you've done that no and I, and absolutely i'm like the king of setting huge huge bars high expectations i'm like i'll make the list and i'll be like i'm gonna get done every single thing on this list you know, I'm going to change every one of those habits or, or implement the, every one of those new habits. And then, you know, I'll do two or three, like you said, and then I'm like, I'm mentally and emotionally exhausted. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, how come I can't finish this? Like this makes yeah. no sense. And I'm like, I'm just learning. We have a very limited amount of, the, of willpower, a little a limited amount of self-control. And we just mm. overextend ourselves. Same thing like time. 
you know, mm-hmm. when we over like before the podcast, we we're talking about overbooking ourselves. We don't, yeah. some, we don't mean to do it. Or sometimes we do. And we're like, I think I'll make it. I have enough time. I can squeeze this, 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 and this in. And then you find yourself pulling your hair out, trying to get it all done, you know, because stuff is just back to back or, or now stuff is overlapping each other. And there's no real benefit of that, you know, and, mm-hmm. and that's something I was thinking, I was talking to somebody on Twitter and I was like, I'm, I'm learning, I'd rather go narrow and deep and just like focus on that very narrow subject or that very narrow skill or trait I'm trying to get or acquire for anywhere four to six, eight weeks, learn about it and then go to something else or, you know, move on to another goal instead of trying to do five, six, seven goals at the same time or go, in other words, go wide and then not really accomplish anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's, that's exactly it. And I think like you mentioned as well, like you know, go ham for ham kind of like on, like a set one or two things and put your focus into that, isn't it? And you're kind of probably more likely to get it done. But um, I think like that's kind of like, you know, like people who are entrepreneurs and they kind of, you know, build things. You think like, I think that's, that's kind of like why, you know, like say being self-employed or doing kind of, you know, some of the things to what we're doing, it's kind of difficult because there's so many different things within that involved. And mm-hmm. I think if you're not paying somebody to help you, do xyz it, it like i said it can be difficult because it you know we're kind of in our mindset and that kind of willpower and how we work we're kind of like limited in some way to how much you know with, with time as well to what we can do and i think mm-hmm. it would you say like it comes down to like a lot of mindset and you kind of have to like you know surround yourself with good role models and, and, and uh, people who are doing similar things like what works for you do you, do you have like role models and mentors as well I, I think mindset is important. I think self-awareness is extremely important. Um, role models, mentor, like I, the last four years of my life that I've thrived mainly from listening to outside noise or outside um, opinions and thoughts. And this last three months, I've really taken a step back and like started listening internally. Mm-hmm. Like I know, like I'll listen to things that tell me what I need to hear or what I need to do and fearless motivation, motiversity, Mulligan brothers on YouTube, stuff like that. Yeah, this stuff great. usually is pretty good. It's pretty um, inspirational for lack of a better word, but it just kind of gets you in that mindset of, mm. you know, okay, I might not feel like doing it, but I'm going to do it anyway. Mm. But then there needs to be a, a greater amount of self-awareness. So that way you make sure that you're taking steps in a, in a direction that is actually in line with what you believe, what you feel, what actually is you, not just you're doing it because um, that's what you're told to do, or that's what you set your go to. Reminds me when I was on to Gary V, I was selling health insurance. I hated it, but I said I was going to be there a year. After, you know, a lot of reflection, I'm like, I'm sitting here and doing something that I don't like when I can be doing something else that I do enjoy a little bit more, ease me mm. a little bit more or a little more regularly. And I had to make the decision at that point from my own, from my self-aware standpoint, regardless of who was going to look at me one way or another in the office for leaving a year early when I said I was going to be or there for a while, that it was in my best interest to go ahead and make that change, career change. You know, and I don't regret making that change because it's allowed me to have mm. a lot more peace internally. So definitely it's, that's something I think you need. It, it's a lot of mindset, but don't allow your mindset to just become ego of what you are going to be or what you want to do. You have to be in tune with what, where, who you are as an individual. Mm. Yeah, no, that's a really great point. And, and, you know, like kudos to you for like you know listening to yourself as well and channeling into you know what's right for you and you know the actions you need to take and i think like excuse me i think like you said as well like a lot of people get caught in that outside noise as you know you described and it's it can be tricky to you know to break away from that because i think a lot of the time some people growing up or you know a lot of us were kind of focused on you know what people think you know what 
people decide for us to do, um, you know, the actions that we take and how is that going to be perceived and all of this. Um, it's that ego thing as well, like, which is massive because I, I think, like you said, a lot of it comes down to being humble as well, doesn't it? And not, you know, like people, people could be in something that fuels their ego, but that might not be making them happy. And if they like do a, do something that they enjoy, which might be creating videos about, I don't know, make, making, do you know what I mean? Like doing something that's creative, making something which doesn't fuel their ego as much. And it's that, that leap, isn't it? Like, are you going to jump from the job doing X, Y, Z, making however much to doing something that you really enjoy, but it, you know, how that's going to be perceived. And I think it, it's, it's that big kind of gap, isn't it? Where we're all kind of, trying to find our way mm-hmm. as well amongst that. But, you know, I think it's, that's kind of like what goes on for, you know, a lot of us. Yeah. I, and I agree. Um, especially with like that last point where we have, we're taking all this inter- external noise coming at us and we're trying to find our way in life at the same time, you mm. know, um, the, the way I'm, I've learned and I forget and then I remember and then I forget is like life it's not it's not a roadmap it's it's a journey you know you said if you set as a, a a business plan or a life plan of in three years i want to accomplish this 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 and this it's okay to make adjustments as you see fit and you know not not quitting just because you it was tough and it was hard but because you honestly took a step back really pondered about it and said this is not a career that I want to be in anymore. I don't want to be in filmography or I don't want to be in, you know, an artist. And then I, I rather be spending my time going ahead and, you know, rescuing animals or, or, you know, something else. I don't know. I'm um, baking mm. cakes. And, mm. and then this, the way that you know, it's not just you taking, I'm just looking for a way out of this because it's tough. Mm. And when you're actually able to sit down and calculate and say, well, I want to stop doing this career. I would prefer to do this career. And then you're able to go and say, well, to do this, I need to do this. To tr- mm. You know, you ha- to make mm. that transition over, it's not just always just stop overnight. Mm. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a fan of taking risks in, in life and doing stuff, you know, that nobody mm. would see you doing, but I'm a fan of taking calculated risks. You take the time, you calculate the cost, how it kind of negatively affect you, if it's your livelihood, how to switch over your your means of income from mm. the career you have to what you want to be doing. And mm. even if it takes a year or it takes five years, ultimately that's how you know it's that's really what you need to be doing or that's what you should be doing. Mm. Yeah, no, I totally agree. And it, it, it makes me think, you know, about my current situation and like, you know, I, I'm doing podcasting, um, you know, trying to build my coaching and you know, like I, I love doing podcasts. I love doing this. I love, you know, I do it to provide value to other people. And, you know, I love connecting with people like yourself as well. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm kind of in the boat where I'm doing this and I'm like, do I focus on this? Keep focusing on this. You know, I've got a few opportunities where, you know, I can go into like a few jobs. Um, you know, one's like a delivery kind of driver, you know, working for like a UPS kind of company. Mm-hmm. But then I'm like, in my mind and, and right now, I'm like, do I do that alongside doing this, you know, or should I just keep on kind of doing this, you know, even though I don't want a career in that, is it going to make me happy? But happiness kind of is in this, do you know what I mean? And I think mm-hmm. like we kind of have that yo-yo inside sometimes. And it's like, you're doing X, Y, Z, but you're like, do I jump into this? You know? And yeah. I think like you said, there's those calculated risks and kind of having that balance is kind of key, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and I, having that balance and we don't know we don't know i think what is such a stressor is because we don't know you know you go ahead and you take podcasting full-time and trying to and do that full-time in your coaching you might not be able to you know you don't know what's going to happen in a year it might take off in a year it might take off in six months it might take three years you know then you never have to do something else that you don't really enjoy doing for to maintain your livelihood and then you know you don't know if you're going to go ahead and do this, you know, make UPS or postal delivery service, do that for a year and love it or do that for a year and hate it. 
you know, mm. and, and I think that's where perspective really helps because I can go ahead and start something for six months, a year and say, Hey, I don't really like this. And then, mm. you know, jump out of it or be like, Hey, I need to live. So I'm going to do this right now. Like I'm mm. working in a doctor's office. It's not my preferred. I never wanted to go back working in a doctor's office because yeah. the health system is not a fun place to work but I need to pay my bills. But in the yeah, meantime, yeah. I'm working on, on the side, mm. my, my coaching, my, my, my building up my knowledge on health and mm. wellness. So that way, hopefully, you know, in the next two, three years, I'm able to gradually make that transition. Instead of working in a doctor's office, working in a gym, instead of working in a gym, having my own clients, instead of having my mm. own clients, having my own gym, you know, mm. then, macro like that's a big in the future mm. but like you don't know so having that awareness to I, I don't know what the future holds but being willing to take that calculated risk mm. and and then being humble enough to um, shift gears or change directions if you need to I think that's mm. that's huge that's huge I've experienced it personally myself and I'm glad mm. that I've been able to do that um, and it's something that I always want to make sure I'm, I'm open to whenever an opportunity presents and comes my way. Yeah. No, I, I really, I really like that. And I think like, it's, it's like you said, you're able to, you know, be self-aware and be tuned into like what you're doing and say to yourself, you know, this isn't working out. I, I'm going to change my mind. I'm going to do X, Y, Z and change it up again. And I think like, that's that's definitely you know a very good skill to have and i think a lot of the time people get stuck and they're not doing that and they just they get overwhelmed because it, it it's scary to jump into the unknown but you know it, it's much more scarier i think to stay in that thing and not jump into the unknown and i i, I noticed that when i i was going to join the military and join the army when i was 18 and i was i got so far into it into the training and i was like i don't want to do this you know, like something just didn't feel right. So I changed my mind and came out of it. But I think like some people can do that and some people, some people don't do that. But I think it, it's so important to do that, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, that, that I think like you said, it's, it's, all ex, it's all relevant experience, isn't it? You know, if, yeah. if something doesn't work out for you, you take an experience from that and you can do something else. And I think it's great that you said as well, that kind of macro side of it, you know, you might, you're doing X, Y, Z for a year, you know, or two years, but you are doing something on the side alongside that and you're not losing track of that. You keep, you know, that's funneling this here and you're doing X, Y, Z there. And I think that that's kind of, you know, and I talk about it quite a lot as well. You know, people, if they're not happy doing something, you know, do, do X, Y, Z on the side. Mm-hmm. But I think for me personally, I, I think my fear as a person is fear of getting stuck, you know, that I don't want, I don't want to settle and get stuck in someone I don't like. And then, mm. do you know what I mean? So that's, that's kind of like probably my own thing. But like you said, through having that macro doing X, Y, Z and, and something else. Yeah, it, it, it kind of. Like when I was sitting talking to my aunt the yesterday, um, and the time before, she was talking about how um, she got into housing and she was stuck in this house for five years and that house for seven. And this house was great and that house was terrible and this one was a money pit and this one was a terrible location. And and she and then you know all the the domino effect of well I had to work three jobs because of this and blah 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 mm. and that's where i see like okay i don't want to make just a decision like a split second decision on a whim and then get stuck in a situation like one of the housing situations she Mm. was in she was like it was an emergency type situation where i was at a place and i had to get out and go somewhere else because circumstance change i'm like okay that was an emergency um but like at the same time you know, that's one thing, but I don't want to do that, call that for myself. And I think that's like, for me, that's what scares me. I don't mm. want to go ahead and make a decision and then, you know, get stuck in a situation for five years and then be like, 
that was five years lost or in this environment or this scenario I don't like. Yeah. But then when I look at it and she's telling me stories and then that's just one small segment of her 65 years of life, mm. I'm like, you know, it is, there is the op, there is the potential of making a bad decision. But if you get stuck for me, I'm like a perfectionist and a planner and a strategist. So like, I'll, I can sit here forever strategizing <laughs> how to, how's the best way to go about doing something because I don't want to be in that situation. I like, I want everything like straight lines and yeah, that's yeah. not how life is. And then, you know, but when I see that, you know, this is the five years that she had at this one location that she didn't like just a small smidget. And this is her life. Mm. I'm like, well, if I do make a bad decision or miscalculation or something doesn't go exactly as planned because COVID-19, global pandemic or something like that. <laughs> well, you know, that's going to be a small portion of my life. And I'd rather at least have the opportunity to say that I've tried that. I know that doesn't work for me. I don't like that. Or, you know, that's going to give me the skills or training that I need to accomplish something else further down the road. You know, maybe not now, 10 years down the road, you know, you don't know where you're going to be at. You don't know what life is going to look like. Yeah, no, that's really powerful. That's really powerful. And I think it does make you, like I said, put things massively into perspective when you say like you know that's just like a small smidgen of you know your life you know you're doing you know you're in that situation and that yet you know you've got all this time here and like like you know how you can make certain decisions and then like you said that that kind of fear of getting trapped into a situation and i think like sometimes that does happen to people it's just kind of like you you might take one leap one 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 step and then this happens and then you're in xyz situation and i spoke to a few people who are you know they're stuck in different countries because they went to visit their family and they can't come back because of covid and it's like it's like it's like a similar example isn't it to the extreme and Mm -hmm. some things i think like you know what i'm learning as a person as well is like you know reacting and responding it's like you know how are you going to going to respond to the situation over like reacting isn't it mm-hmm. yeah definitely um like and like you said that's an, a little bit of an extreme and like nobody could have predicted uh, you know there was going to be a global pandemic that was going to stop them and lock them down where they're at but then at the same time it also creates uh well for me generally when i'm when I'm self-aware enough and I'm like in generally my right mind, I'll be like, okay, well, I wasn't anticipating this mm-hmm. after the aftermath, the turmoil and the aftermath of coming to the realization of that. And I'm like, what can I do? Mm-hmm. Then you got to focus and shift gears to what is in your control, you know, mm-hmm. and, and, and then just make the adjustments at that point. Maybe you might get mm-hmm. stuck at a job because you signed a contract for three years and it turns out that you hate that job because you don't like the work, well, then what can you do or what can I do so that way as soon as I get out that job, I don't have to even think about renewing that contract. What, mm. do I ha- what do I have to do to try and make my environment a little bit more palatable so that way I'm mm. able to, instead of feeling like I want to die every day I go to work, I at least can bear the load of going to a job that I don't like. Mm. Yeah, no, no, I completely agree with you. Um... I think, like you said as well, it's it's having that that mindset where you can look at creating something else, you know, alongside what you're doing if you don't enjoy it, and so you don't have to renew that contract or go back into that situation. Mm-hmm. And I think this whole, I mean, I think this whole scenario with COVID, like, it's definitely, you know, I, I've definitely learned a lot about patience and process and time because i you know i like to hit the ground running with things and that's not how life works mm-hmm. so I, I think that you know this period of time is definitely very self-reflective it's definitely kind of an opportunity like i said for people to really think about where they're at and what they want to do and i i think there's definitely a silver lining to it and, and you know like you said looking at the things you know that that you want to do yeah Definitely. And, you know, I, I think, honestly, and as hard as it can be, you know, with whether, you know, with COVID, self-isolation, 
limited contact. That's all important to our happiness, our positivity. Hmm. But I think surrounding ourselves, whether it be through entertainment um, or just working on changing our perspective towards Hmm. one of more looking for the upside of things. One of positivity definitely is something that um, can change the way that you feel about things. Like at work, even when I we have like an overload of patients, you know, or we have, um, there was a former employee who's not longer there with me, but it was yeah. just making all this extra work for us because she was not capable of doing the job correctly. Yeah, yeah. As much as that was an issue, there's always a flip side. There's always a funny spin. There's always something that you can make laughter about which is Mm. definitely going, you know, you can always turn it something negative, positive, Mm. but you have to be looking for it. You know, positivity isn't just sitting there like a a diamond, you know, along the road. You got to dig for it a little bit sometimes. That takes Mm. a little bit of work, but it's so much more worth it because you're going to be a a, a happier person and Mm. you might be in this environment that is crappy for you, but it's going to make it a little bit more lighter Mm. for you too. yeah, no, I think that's a really good point. Like, you know, you have to kind of put in that work and, you know, have that choice of, you know, looking at, you know, the positive side to things. I think it's like, you know, being like having that perspective and being grateful, isn't it, as well, you know, for your job and where you're at and your health. And, you know, sometimes, you know, there's always going to be that yin and yang, but, mm-hmm. you know, you have a choice, like you said, of what you want to focus on. And, I think if you're focusing on, you know, being grateful and, you know, looking at the flip side of things, it, it it's really, you know, a better way to be, isn't it? Like you said, you might have a bad day at work or something might happen. But mm-hmm. like I said, there's always that you can flip that if you choose to and, you know, you laugh about it and you move on from it. Yeah. And like, you know, I've, I've heard, I'm sure you've heard that there's always somebody, there's somebody who has things worse than you do. You know, like someone's like, kind of scolding you for look, being pessimistic or down in the moment and they're like oh somebody has it worse." well you know i i started thinking you know not somebody has it worse than me because it can be a real problem it can be a real mm-hmm. issue it can be severe pain or something like that but so i started looking at it internally well it can be worse than what i have it right now mm-hmm. you know yeah i'm having this issue at work but it can be worse i can have no work or it can be worse I can have issues with this person, this person, and this person, or I cannot get along with five people instead of just one. This mm. o- your, your current situation can always be worse than what it actually is. And, you know, I've seen stuff, you know, where it was bad in my, even in my life, and it mm. takes a turn for the worse. And you're like, oh, I wish I would have appreciated when I had it a little bit better because now it's, it's, more, it's more trialsome for me. Mm. Yeah, no, I completely, I agree. And I think like, but I think like, you know, in those situations where sometimes, you know, things might be bad or uncomfortable or difficult or challenging, I think there is so much growth that kind of takes place within that, if that makes sense. And mm-hmm. I think sometimes we don't, we don't always see that until we kind of come through it or over time and we reflect back. And you can always like reflect back to you know situations that weren't very good or you know struggles, and you can then look at kind of apply it to this current situation, can't you? Or whatever situation is challenging you, and kind of think, oh well, I dealt with X Y Z back then. You know, mm-hmm. this right now isn't so bad. Do you, exactly. do you ever like think that helps sometimes? Like if you've ever been in a situation like that? Yeah. Um, I know, like, I know whenever I hit, like, a moment that's a low for me, or it's, like, really, really, like, mentally, emotionally draining for me, and I'm, like, I don't know, like, if I can solve this problem, or if I'll get through this problem, or if I'm going to come out on the other end, and then I can just, it gives you that hindsight to say, oh, you know, this is bad, this might be the worst thing that I've even, maybe even be worse than what I thought was the worst before, but I've still come through it and like mm. and sometimes if i if and it's it's hard to do it in the moment but yeah. occasionally if you have that little window of clarity you can look at and see like what helped you get through it before and you might be mm. able to extract something from the past to help carry you through at this moment 
Yeah, yeah, no, definitely, definitely. And I think I think with that as well, you can then. I think I think when you when you go through certain things, you know, it gives you a lot of empathy. You know, you have a lot of empathy in a different perspective, and you can see or feel. I think you know, it, if someone else is going through that, and you can help them or kind of like mentor them in some way. So there is that flip side to it in some crazy way. You know, like, you know, I, I think like, it's how you kind of use that, isn't it? You know, if some people have mm-hmm. things happen and they become a victim and they're like, oh, I, you know, this X, Y, Z because of this. And it's like, well, you know, it's that kind of, like you said, that, that flip, how are you going to flip that? Mm-hmm. And, that, and I forget which audio book I was listening to, but it had mentioned that, you know, looking at things from that victim type of mentality, as comforting as it is, it's really just a pacifier that mm. prevents you from taking responsibility or taking things back in your control, you know? And mm. I feel like a lot of times, you know, you, when someone, when you're a victim of something, whether it be a robbery and myself or my great, my stepfather or any kind, you know, we're all victims yeah. of COVID-19 to an extent. Um, it, it, when we put ourselves in that frame of mind, it's just taking away all the power that we have. We're giving all of our power away when we really have so much more, power and control over our circumstances than we realize hmm. so yes, I, like, yeah. and i've said it before on different podcasts when i started going to therapy when i first came out from living with my stepfather that was yeah. something i made clear that i was a victim to what to my therapist that i was my mindset that i wanted to foster even though at the moment i didn't have it but the way i wanted to look at life was i was a victim in the past but i'm not a victim right now that I'm a, mm. I'm either like a, I'm not, I'm not and I'm not a survivor. Like I'm a, a warrior. I'm a, like I'm victorious. Mm. I'm a victor. Mm. Like I try to relate myself, my identity to those types of adjectives, because mm. that gives those are all things that puts power back in your pocket and give mm. it, it. It helps instill mm. that ability to like, yeah, I can do this. Mm. I can I control more than I think. Yeah, no, that's, that's definitely, it's definitely key, isn't it? Like you said, and I, and I, and I appreciate you talking about that. And I think like, it's, it's those, it just shows you how powerful those kind of objectives are and those words are, you know, mm-hmm. of what we, that, that, that kind of, we put with our self-image or our kind of place. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like, like a warrior and, and these kind of things that, they're going to drive you forward rather than you know backwards or or for staying somewhere, isn't it? And I think it's it's so key to to do that and um, be able to not be a victim and re- to recognize where you're at and to say you know that's me then and that isn't me now. Exactly. And looking at things from a objective point of view, something that I did the other day self reflectively on was like I. I I looked at my name, like, I wrote, who is I King? And then I just went ahead and was like, just who is I King? And then first thought that comes to my mind. And then again, who is I King? I think I posted something like that that I see on TikTok. Seven, do it seven times. By the time you get to the seventh time, you're pretty much going to unravel what the true answer is. And then I took that answer. I didn't like the answer. And then started again and started, hmm. why is I King afraid of this? Why does I King not want to do this? And then started again, trying to get to a deeper awareness of myself. And mm. it, it's, it, it just, again, a lot of it comes down to that self-awareness and that identity mm. that you identify. And then taking, sometimes taking a step back and looking at it from an objective third, like almost third person point of view, mm. objectifying yourself, who is I King or who is um, Sam, who is Adam, and then just mm. putting them out on, on paper. And then looking at it, and then it gives you some. For me, it gives me some clarity. Mm. Yeah, no, that's that's a really good that's a really good way of looking at it, isn't it? And applying it, because I think like we can get so caught, you know, not caught up in the head, but we, you know, we, we kind of people. As I said, the third person perspective. You know, people sometimes point things out, don't they? And they see things that we kind of don't. We see things. And other people that they don't. And I think that's mm-hmm. a great way to do it, where we can kind of be, what's the word, like vulnerable in some way, 
put ourselves in that vulnerable place and be mm-hmm. honest with ourselves and say, okay, well, who am I? And just kind of draw back those layers, isn't it? And kind of mm-hmm. see it. For what it like, is. Yeah. Like, did I, did, did, I, um, did I ever tell you about what happened to me or like uh, my, my, my bio? Because I, I, I had know. PTSD and anxiety from an accident I had where I fell through a roof on, on a skylight when I was oh, 13, when I was 13 years old. So I kind of went through PTSD, anxiety and depression and, and uh, you know, things at school as well. And that went on for a while. So, you know, I, I'm okay now. I don't have any anxiety or depression or, or anything like that. I had therapy back then. But like, like you said, it's, you know, I look sometimes when I was going through that, we'd look at it from that third person perspective. Like you said, I would have to, you know, write things down and, and you mm-hmm. kind of, you know, that that's kind of like, those kind of baby steps in some sense, isn't it, as well, by taking that effort and action to deal with it and look at it from that other angle. And it really does kind of, you know, come together when you think of it that, you know, we we are in full control of our lives and we have to make that decision, don't we, what it is that we want to do. Yeah. With a little bit of help alongside it. Mm -hmm. And Well, I'm glad that you're doing a lot better now from that. That's definitely... I can definitely um, leave an impact. Um, yeah, no, appreciate. And, and you're, you're, you know, you're totally right. It's it, we, we have a long life. It doesn't mean we need to solve all the, all of our issues, all of our problems, all of our mental yeah. health concerns in one sitting in one day or one year. Yeah. You know, it's just getting better acquainted with understanding ourselves each day, or each week, or each month, depending on what we're capable of doing, and sometimes mm-hmm. using that third person point of view whether it actually be another person that we trust or sometimes just objectively looking at ourselves so that we can actually take under you know if, if we're making excuses or if we're making things harder than they need to be mm. you know sometimes we might not want to hear it from somebody else and mm. we would have to just see it for look objectively looking at ourselves and sometimes and that's really hard to do especially Again, if we have an ego, we have a hard yeah. ego or, or high ego. So it's definitely something, uh, putting it on paper, for me, it clears my head. It's, mm. I, I don't like writing, so I find it difficult to do it <laughs> as often as I really should. But when I do get to it and I do do it, I definitely, am, I definitely have a lot more clarity about myself as a person than yeah. when I don't. Yeah, no, that's that's a really good point. And, you know, just by writing it out or doing whatever works for you, isn't it? And then, you know, it's difficult, but you feel better afterwards. And I I find out what I sometimes when I've got things to do, if I do, you know, some of the small things that I need to do, I feel better because I've done it. Even though there might be small things, it's like a weight off that kind of load of the things you need, might need to do in a day. Um, no, no, definitely. And uh like as well, do you like you said you don't read? Um, do you, but what audio books would you recommend, or any kind of audio books you like, or or books even? So, um, the ones right now that I'm actually I like a lot. Let me go back to my nice one library app here. So the one book um small move big change by carol arnold that one really is instrumental in explaining it, it's kind of there's a lot of fluff in it so if you can get through the fluff she has a lot of <laughs> what do you mean by that <laughs> like there's a lot of extra words and stories yeah. and examples and stuff that really well at least for me it was just unnecessary and repetitive yeah. just to fill the book but if you can get through that it, there's a lot of there's a lot of good takeaways of how to build new habits into your life that like, I'm a huge fan of efficiency and autopilot. I like stuff running on autopilot because it takes less energy for me. I have, I have ADHD. So my mind is always racing all the time. So if I have to make one more decision, I'm already running through parameters and like risk management uh, or is now a better time, later, better time, you know, and it's, and that just gets exhausting and draining for me. So yeah, yeah. if I can have something on autopilot, 
like for instance, working out instead of having to decide, should I take a nap or should I work out? And just having it on autopilot, put my keys down, I'm going straight, grab some pre-workout, I'm, going, I'm yeah. going straight and changing up to my workout clothes. I don't have to think about that. It's, mm. it's autopilot. So this book definitely teaches how to get those habits started so that way you don't yeah, have to yeah. think about it. Um, and then the other book that I really, really liked, um, it was called The Art of Learning and Self-Development by Jim Stovall. Um, mm. He's a PhD. He goes into um, how the brain works and how, like, how, how we actually learn as human beings and how, do we, how can we build upon ourselves. So those are two mm. books that I found. The, the second one's a little bit more on the science-y type of side, but nobody's going to do that kind of li- learning for us. So, like, I rather understand how I, like, the, the brain works than depend on somebody else to tell me how that brain works because mm. I get to take things, again, back into my control. And mm. now I don't have to depend on somebody else to teach me how to learn. I know how my brain, my individual brain mm. works. Mm. No, they sound like really, really great books. And I, I appreciate you sharing them um, on the podcast. And I think like you said as well, it, it's so important. You know, everyone's different, but I, I think, like I said, it's so important to know how you work as a person, how your mind works, how your body works. And, you know, not to just chuck that into the hands of someone else and tell, telling you how things are working. You, you know, you kind of, you know, you want to work out to, to experience what it's like to work out. You don't want someone to tell you, you know, mm-hmm. if somebody told you, oh, well, you, you lift the weight and it feels like this, you're like, well, I want to do it and, find, you know, find out. And yeah, I, like, yeah, no, it's so important. But, but no, I think, they, I think they sound like really great books and I'll, I'll have to check them out. And uh, as well, like, to kind of like round up, like, what would you say to kind of people who kind of don't really know what they want to do in life or, you know, about my going through uh, struggles? Like, what would you kind of like recommend, you know, kind of like starting out? you know, to find out that it is that they want to do. If somebody doesn't know what they want to do in life, well, it depends on how old are you. Yeah. Um, because if you're 18 and you don't know what you want to do in life, you know, I feel like you're, you still have a lot of time, you know. Mm. You, and then second, I'd say, you know, I guess it really doesn't matter how old you are unless you're like 70 years old. Um, yeah. But like, just start, start doing something. If there's something that mm. you're interested in, do a little research, figure out what's involved with it, hmm. and then go ahead and try it. And if you don't like it, then be be adaptable. Be ready to shift gears into something else. And and understand, you know, that you don't really need to know exactly what you want to do because life again, it's a journey. You need to appreciate the tr- the, the 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 experience of life hmm. because, you know, the life that you know you're not going to be able to live the day that you're living today again you're not going to live the day you lived yesterday again never going to be you might live something similar but you're not going to live two exactly identical days Hmm. so i i prefer like over the last four years i've done so much stuff that i feel like it's been 10 years yeah and that's fine you know because as you get older time only the perception of time only moves faster so the more stuff you're able to do other whether young or more stuff you're able to do starting right now, the better, the sooner you're going to be able to find out what, what you don't like and what doesn't work. Mm. Yeah, no, that's, that's really powerful. And I, and I totally agree with you. And I think like, it's so important, isn't it? And, and when you said like, you know, like you might be, you know, 18 or 20, you know, or younger and you don't know what you want to do, but just like you said, just do something to find out and gain that experience and you know even if someone's older they might not have the same energy levels but still you know they still got time and um you know i hear a lot of people that will say you know i'm just starting out you know um you know might be 40 years old or whatever and they're saying i'm just starting it out and it's it, it's so pointless isn't it it's kind of how you piece it together like you said you, you still have time mm-hmm. you do unless your time only runs out once you're on your deathbed. Mm. That's the way I see it. If you're on your deathbed, mm. then you run out of time. But until then, mm. as long as you're able to move and you're not in a vegetative state, mm. then you, you have time to do whatever it is that you want to do. 
just will inspire mm-hmm. people if it's work for animals if it's baking if it have your own restaurant i don't care what it is mm-hmm. you just got you just got to start really mm-hmm. you know you got to take that leap even though you're scared and you got to start you know because i know there are a lot of people who know what they want to do but they're so afraid because it's either so left field or they're afraid to fill out something that's so important and precious to them that they mm-hmm. really treasure that they're, they're not going to do nothing. And that's really honestly what I'm, I don't want everybody to go through. That's something yeah, that yeah. I'm afraid of because then when they, you know, we hear it all the time, well, regret's terrible, you know, it, yeah. regret weighs pounds, you know, doing a sacrifice now, it weighs ounces, mm-hmm. you know, and that I don't want people having that regret. Because mm. when they're 65 and they can't do nothing or 70, you know, and they got a pacemaker in their heart, now they're limited in what they can do. Mm. Doesn't mean they can't do nothing, but they're limited. Yeah. No, I think that's a really powerful point. And I, I totally agree with you. And I think like, you know, you don't, you, I think, you know, as a person, you know, you don't want to have regret in your life. Cause it's like you said, it, it weighs on you. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, the only kind of regret I have is selling my Pokemon cards. Um, <laughs> I, you know, and, that, and that, that's that's a heavy regret, you know, in itself, you know, because, uh, you know, there were thousands now. And, and mm-hmm. I, I had all of them. And I'm like, man. <laughs> yeah. But, um, but, but, I mean, I'm just, like, making a joke with that. But, but, um, but it, you know, regrets. Yeah, you're, in you're learning hindsight. Twenty years from now, when the Pokemon starts again yeah. or drops, and you buy it all up, and you're like <laughs> you'll be able yeah. to you'll be able to know. Yeah, <laughs> when the next opportunity is. That's it. But no, like yeah, it's not good to have regrets, and I think we just need to just take that leap of faith and try things like you said. And you know, if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. So okay, you know, do something else and just keep on doing until it kind of clicks. And I think some people might be doing something that they really enjoy and they might just think, Oh, I'm going to do something else now. That's okay. Isn't it? Um, but yeah, but I mean, uh, where, where can people find you on social media, son? And like your website and that kind of stuff. Um, so my, my social media, Instagram is going to be rise body. soul. um, my website's rise body. So.com. And my, my Twitter is going to be I King Davis. Mm. Um, and pretty much, yeah, that's where you can find me on everything. On my Instagram profile, I do have a number that you can text me. That would be the quickest way you can reach me um, instead of direct messaging because it doesn't always, I don't always get a notification, but I always get a notification from the text. Yeah. No, that's awesome. That's awesome. I see a US number, right? So you have to put the... The, I guess the one. Yeah, I think or... it's for you for... It depends on where you are. I think in the UK it's plus one. Yeah. Plus one, yeah. Yeah. No, that's great. But no, Sam, it's it's been an absolute pleasure having you on the podcast. And I'm really, really grateful to connect to you and I'm really grateful, you know, for your time. And yeah, you know, I've had a really great time and I really appreciate it. Yes, and I, and I'm but, fi- I'm glad that we've been able to finally get to get the time together. Yeah. <laughs> think of our schedules enough so we can do this. Yeah. It's good. Yeah, no, I agree. It's been, it's been great and uh, I'm really grateful. And I, I wish you all the best in what you're doing. And um, yeah, it's, it's been really inspiring talking to you. Yep, same. No, but, um, right. but I, wish, I wish you all the best and have a great day. All right, you too. Cheers, man. Cheers, guys. Hi, I just thought I'd uh, make this announcement that I'm looking for someone to sponsor my podcast. If you would like to sponsor my podcast, um, please email me at thepositivitypodcast at gmail.com. And I'm also looking for, you know, people who want to advertise their content on my podcast as well also. Um, You know, we can talk more about it on a Zoom call or, you know, like a WhatsApp call or something. Um, You know, it's the kind of uh, deeper side of like, you know, how much it's going to cost and this kind of thing. 
but I'm looking for people, you know, who have a business or a product or a website or, you know, something that they kind of want to promote. I'm happy to promote that on my podcast and I will do a pre-roll, mid-roll, end-roll. So I'll, you know, talk about what your product is and where people can find it, how much it is and, you know, deals and this kind of thing. So if you have a product or know anyone that has a product that they, you know, want to put out there and they want to gain more traction please 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 email me at the positive podcast at gmail.com um even if it's an app you know you have an app that people are creating um a website a pod you know or, or another podcast uh please get in touch and let me know and i'll be happy to uh look into it and promote it on my show but uh yeah you know where to find me at the positive podcast at gmail.com thank you Hi, I'd like to say a massive thank you for listening to the podcast. I really hope that you was able to take some positive value away from this episode. I'm also on YouTube at The Positivity Podcast. If you would like, share and comment or subscribe, it would really help my channel to grow. I'm also a certified and accredited life coach that helps people to live a more fulfilling life and to achieve their goals. Any questions, any feedback for my podcast, you can email me at thepositivepodcast at gmail.com. And any inquiries for life coaching, goal setting or mentoring, please email me also at the same email address, thepositivepodcast at gmail.com. Now, I hope you have a great day and stay tuned for more episodes. Take care.